So I had a quite quite the surprise last night. Really? I was, yes, I was at uh, IMAX, went and saw The Meg, which we are not doing an episode on because it's, it's, <laughs> there's no point. <laughs> why, uh, why is that? It's a, in the words of Dave, it was a steaming pile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, a tip, it's a summer flick, but it's just it's so predictable, bad acting. Uh, Jason Statham? Yeah, Jason Statham is that, Jason Statham. He's not doing the, it for you? Nah, he's the same <laughs> role in every film. Yeah. <laughs> but um, He never did anything for me. But the best part of that movie was the trailers. Uh, I see this movie, it comes up, uh, the following preview is for a movie that's rated G. I was like, what? There's G movie still? Like, what is this? And then it pops on the screen, big red dot. Hello, Dave. It's Hell 9000. <laughs> and I just was like, I'm with my son, he doesn't know what the heck it is. He's like, what's that? You know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, a 2001 A Space Odyssey trailer because they're bringing it to IMAX for looks like one week uh, for its 50th anniversary. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, so we have to go. We are going. We are going. Well, there's no question. <laughs> yes. I, if, I, um, if I fall off of a cliff and have, I'm in a body cast, I'm <laughs> getting to that theater. I know. <laughs> oh my God, just watching the trailer just gave me chills and I was just like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see this on the big screen. Like, especially IMAX, like the yeah. sound, like the music, the, the movie is known for its great score and oh my God, I'm gushing right now because so, it i cannot wait <laughs> it's a 50 year old movie right and now in imax you were able to to, to see something good there and already just oh my god it, it yeah. looks crystal clear oh, yeah. each shot they show uh, <laughs> i i was t- probably shouldn't say this but i was taking pictures as it was happening <laughs> just because i was like oh my god i want to get the perfect perfect shot to send dave oh, um yeah oh my god i would and i almost missed it too my son wanted to get concessions beforehand and it was, it was a long line i'm just like well we'll get something after he said okay um and i, I would have missed it if i would have waited waited in that line well it, yeah it seems like it's only gonna run for a week and uh both of us would have missed it right. we wouldn't have even known exactly and it's thanks to uh, getting rid of Movie Pass because I did this with A List, which Movie Pass you can't see IMAX with. Right. Um, so thank you, Movie Pass, for going down the crapper. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't checked. The, the latest thing was that I saw that they now re uh, they pick the you have a choice of two movies that they pick for you. Right. And one of them I think was The Meg and something else yeah. ridiculous. And, and it's I, like they they pick the certain times you can go and <laughs> it's stuff. So stupid. Oh, I'm so glad I'm with A list now. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, next weekend. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah, this should drop I think in time in case anyone doesn't know about it. Right. Uh, exactly. But uh but yeah, I'm so excited for that. IMAX 2001 a Space Odyssey. They're saying it definitely seems to be connected to the 50 years, so this thing might not come back. I mean, right. maybe for some special thing, but this could be a potentially once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, and if it does come back, it's usually just going to be like in LA or New York or right. something, you know, those huge cities um, where Tampa, Florida isn't getting that much action <laughs> movie-wise. No, so. go see what might be the greatest film ever made yeah. in IMAX. and Because we, we have to see it a couple towns over for us. Right. So, you yeah. know, it's not even at our main theater. So we're traveling for this yeah. one. <laughs> it's like 10 miles. I know. I say a couple towns over like we live in the booties <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of great movies, this makes me think about uh, how we have talked about doing a blockbuster mentality top 50 movies list. Yeah, we're kicking that idea around just to have something there right for right. you and i i don't know how we want to actually do this because there's so many you know there's a, ma- a million good movies but uh i was thinking maybe could we maybe involve the fans in some way maybe, yeah maybe they could get a vote yeah get some poll especially movies where we're having trouble with like where where yeah. we should 
put them specifically on the list. Yeah, get fans involved, do some Twitter polls. Um, but yeah, it'll be Blockbuster Mentality's definitive top 50 list. Yeah. I think that's Sub- exciting. Subject to revision. Right. Well, that's the thing. Obviously. I, so that's, I guess, question number one. Once we, well, if we could get to the 50, do we rank them or is it a just general top 50? Uh, no, I think we should try to rank them. Okay. I think that's that's that would be even more fun and more dramatic too because we could kind of duke it out on the show like <laughs> yeah. no this this needs to go here yeah yeah you know you could be fighting for your vertigo to go a little higher and i'm trying to get la la land up there a little more you know and then maybe at some point we turn to the to a twitter poll yeah. or something like that yeah kinda exactly like that idea and uh, yeah it's gonna kind of be a while it's not gonna be a one show thing i think we could kind of you know have a, a few parter few parters yeah here and there we could work it either into uh, an intro like this kind of show or devote it to its own show right so yeah so i was thinking should we like we got to start with something you know should we start with like a hundred and then whittle it down yeah I mean, someone's got to have i need veto power and i right. think you do too <laughs> yeah right? if you throw something in there and i'm like no yeah this thing's not but you, you have to start with a, with a you large... mean if it's like not even in your 100 yeah or, or yeah something like that. i don't yeah. know i mean i think you have to think of what's yeah. How do you start whittling? We have to get to fifty first, yeah, that's and then true. rank them. Yeah. But getting to fifty is going to be difficult. Uh-huh. You know. But you're going to be. If I throw in, a, I don't know. I can't think of something off the top of my head. But maybe it's Naked Gun. I don't yeah. know. Just saying. Yeah. You're like no. <laughs> Even though it's funny, it's a personal favorite. Right. This one can't go. Okay. You know? Oh, you mean like maybe we get like one or two of those? I well, maybe maybe we get like ten vetoes. Or yeah, something, that's true. That's, you know, something, yeah. or, or something like that. Right. We're like, no, done. And then like, it's not up for dis- for right. a debate. But you've got to kind of choose your battles too, because it's like you don't know what else you, you know you're going to bring up, and it's yeah. like, oh, I would have rather had that movie back there than put this movie in there. Okay, yeah, I like that idea. The real question Good is, will, will Spaceballs make top fifty? Ooh, That's the one yeah. I, I mean, because yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, obviously, what do you do for movies like that? Uh, we, I, I don't know. It's always just going to be a favor. I think, I think we have to sort of split the difference between the stars and the popcorn. Yeah, and, and just make it. The best, yeah, you know, and, best and in comedy, best in all anything, together. yeah, just, okay, just all around best. Right. So, like something like a spaceballs, the spaceballs probably won't make it, but a great com, like something like I'd probably put like Step Brothers in there because that might be my favorite comedy movie. Yeah. So, but if you don't like it, you could veto it, and you okay. know, I'll just kill you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, I think we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I'm excited to compile this, man. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, even a hundred movies, it's gonna be because it's like you're gonna see these other movies. It's less like, man, once you get going, it's like because you think a hundred's a lot, but once you get going, it's like, man. I, oh, I, I could just go on and on. It's like, how do I choose what's in here? But yeah, yeah top fifty. And what we could do. Um, you know, we could we could revisit it every year. You know, I, yeah. No, that yeah, I was gonna say that too because, yeah, for great films that come out this year, like, and then we do our top ten list uh, for the end of the year. You know, top ten films of twenty eighteen. Be like, yeah. okay, well, what are these? Are we gonna? Yeah, we're we gonna add these to the list of top fifty of all time. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into it. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be a bit of work. Yeah, it, definitely. It, it's been a, a bit yeah. of time to like define. Yeah, the definitely. Rules, yeah, so. we're not in a rush to do this, but I, I think we should <laughs> maybe aim for the towards the end of the year when it gets to be more Oscar season and stuff. And, well, yeah, and and then with that, since we're we do want to involve the fans in some way. Um, Maybe if you guys have any ideas, shoot us something. Let's get into our topic for today. So we are going to be talking about Hell or High Water. This is a Ben pick. This is a Ben pick, yep. And then this is one that I like now, you know, 
how you're not telling me how you feel about the films before <laughs> we you know talk about it because it's fun to find out on the show. So I'm very interested to hear your opinion on this film, obviously starring Chris Pine, Jeff Bridges, Ben Foster. It's right. uh, written by Taylor Sheridan. Uh, who's the director? Uh uh, David McKenzie. David McKenzie. This is the first David McKenzie film. We were looking through yeah. the IMDb and nothing stood out at me as either yeah. notable or anything that I'd seen. <laughs> yeah. But more important than the direction is the writing, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Taylor Sheridan, obviously, for Sicario, Wind River, now Heller Highwater, and obviously Sicario 2. Right. Wind River was his directorial debut which I thought was good. Probably the least favorite out of all these films so far. No spoilers on what I'm going to talk about with Heller Highwater. But I like Taylor Wind River Sh- as well. Yeah, Wind River was good. But Taylor Sheridan, yeah, he's been knocking out of the park with these these films. So. And uh, Gil Binghamton, who plays Alberto, the other oh, Texas right. Ranger, and he was in Wind River as well, right? I yeah, is that him? He, or? I th- no, I think he was. Yeah, at the end, like he's like uh, when he finds out his daughter dies, and he's like sitting there with the Indian paint on and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's him. I also know him from the Twilight series. I hate to say, embarrassing, you know. Oh, I mean, I've seen those, but I actually don't. he was uh, yeah. the werewolf dad. Oh, uh, okay. Um, he actually, uh, it's funny because the guys I watch, uh, John Roca, who's on the cinephiles yeah. and stuff, he, he actually looks just like him. Yeah, um, he does kind of look like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, so Hell or High Water, I mean, we got uh, lots of ideas in this movie uh, that uh, we just kind of want to get into. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I did want to, you said, I think, a few episodes ago that this was sort of a spiritual trilogy right between I, this movie sicario and uh wind river yeah something about the uh, american frontier okay. um I, yeah there 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 is something out there so definitely google that i don't have it off the top of my head but yeah it's a spiritual trilogy like they're not you know same universe or anything but yeah it's uh which is interesting cuz he's like discovering you know different ideas of these different american you know cu- not cultures but american you know well, they all things <laughs> t- they take place, you know, west of the in Texas and west of Texas, right? Yeah, and I, I read uh, he's actually from Texas, yeah. so that, that makes sense. I saw that he did. I think he wrote and possibly directed a a season, um, a, a show with uh, starring Kevin Costner for the Paramount yeah. Network, which I yeah, don't the, even know which I think is brand new. So I don't know if it's out yet or if no it idea. came out, but I, yeah, it's something. It's some, it's a, you know, based on true stories or something. I forget exactly what it's about. I'm kind of interested, but yeah, me too. Paramount Network. That's not yeah. I've never heard of Paramount Network. But did you know he's in this movie too, Taylor Sheridan? Uh, I think I missed it. Uh, he is the the uh, when Jeff Bridges and Alberto come up on those guys crossing the road with the yeah. cows and stuff when everything's on fire. See the guy that's the, the guy in the horse talking oh, okay. to them. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, and that definitely will cover some of our ideas into this yeah um, so what did you uh what stuck out at you about this movie what did you what did you get from it um so i mean a lot um i mean obviously i mean it kind of starts right away with uh i mean I, one that stuck out to me is the poverty element element yeah. uh poverty you know the idea of poverty um just how you know you I lo- love how they introduce it right away i mean you can see just them driving through the town and just how it's uh nothing's open like it's almost a ghost town and everything there's billboards everywhere saying how you know uh, need help with your bills we're here to help you and you know these guys who are bank robbers who obviously he's doing it for a reason which we you know find out i love how we find out in the film how it's not just right away yeah there's also like a sense of 
desperation. Yes. And it's not just um, shown in our main characters. Right. It's like a feeling, a general feeling all over the area. Yeah, yeah. Everybody feels it. You know, and these guys are sort of acting out almost based on that. Yeah, they're they're almost, uh, I want to say almost like heroes to the town, too, because, I mean, yeah. uh, they'll cover an idea, too, later we have, which we might as well bring up now, a corporate greed as well as another idea. <laughs> um, Anti-bank? Yeah, because the one guy is saying, you know, that, you know, how he... I don't know, forget if he says he admires them, but he basically says, you know, that bank's been robbing me for 30 years. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like they, they kind of are, you know, intrigued by these guys who are, you know, taking it because it's obviously obvious that they're, you know, going after these same banks. You know, it's all, all West Midland, Texas, Texas Midland banks. Yeah. Um, it's like, so the area has definitely fallen under hard times. Right. Definitely. You know, there's booms and busts like in anything and they're in like a bust phase, which seems like it's been going on for years. It seems like everybody they run across is having a hard time. Yeah, definitely. And you get that a lot with uh, Chris Pine when he runs into the waitress. Um, yeah. You know, leaves her a big tip and then Jeff Bridges comes and talks to her and she's like, you know, that, that's my tip. Like, I, I know you need it for evidence, but like, I need this for my, it's half of my mortgage. Like, you know, how are you just going to take that away from me? There's more to it than yeah. just guys robbing a bank. Because that, that gets you intrigued at the beginning of the right. movie. You know, I love that. But I just love how it gets deeper than that. It's not just for no reason. And you got, you know, the the two, it's good cop, bad cop in a way with Ben Foster Sorry, yeah. and him. Like, he's like being mean to the chick. And the Chris Pine's like, hey, ma'am, ma'am, where, you know, <laughs> when, when does the guy get in? You know? Yeah. yeah. The, the two, there's definitely, yeah, good cop, bad cop. Because someone, the Ben Foster character, he's a hothead. Yes, he's he is. Crazy. Yeah. There's the screw loose right. there, you know? And yeah, so they start off robbing a bank right away. And yeah, you don't know what to make. The movie takes a long time. It makes you wait right. to figure out their motivation. Right. Even though there's some clues along the way, and it's really just. It's a credit to the writing. Yeah, no, the, um, so this writing is amazing because <laughs> the use of exposition in this movie, like, they don't, like, set aside a specific time to tell you something they just do it as the plot's going forward right. you know they're they're sitting in the diner you know he says how you know when you've when have you seen your kids last and he's like oh it was back when you know you you just got out of jail and he's like oh about a year ago like it was just like natural like yeah. it wasn't just but that was part of the whole thing like it was part of they were sitting in that diner because they were going to do their other thing it wasn't just <laughs> something totally pointless you know I know it's the, that's such an amazing point it somehow makes it all like you said, natural. They, the characters aren't talking about their motivations because it doesn't occur to them. Right. The camera is just happening upon these right. people while they're going having this conversation. They know their motivation, so they don't have to like look at the camera and explain it. You know right. What I mean? Exactly. Which is what you get in a lot of these. Movies. And even you get it right away that they're brothers because he says, "Oh, I like that little brother." Like when they're driving, he, and I like how they he says it multiple times, so it wasn't just like, "Oh, they just put that line in there yeah. to you know." He always calls them little brother. Like that's just what he calls them. Right. So you get that they're family. Um, uh, the family thing, yeah. I mean, we get we don't even we it takes a what when do we find out that the mom is dead? That takes some time, right? Yeah, I think that's after the second robber. Like they robbed two banks in the morning, so we find that yeah. out, and you get exposition like he was in prison, and then you get exposition about how he shot his dad. But it's just all you know. So we get two bank. I believe we get two bank robberies before we really know anything. Yeah, for the most part, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how about that? What they do? They steal a car. Yeah, and then. 
drive it yeah. back to their house. <laughs> the ranch. And, and then... they've got a trench that they've dug out and then they bury the right. car. Oh, how cool is that? I know. It's like they get away with it. It <laughs> so makes sense smart. too. Like, They're never going to find the car. <laughs> yeah, and it's a stolen car so they can't trace it. You know, the people can't trace it back to them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's brilliant. And, um, and then, yeah, so yeah, you get that and then uh, you got... Uh, Jeff Bridges uh, character um, there's you know exposition there just how you know he's going to be alone you know when he retires because his wife's dead but just the way he brings it up is just like you know that you know having a horse would remind me too much of Mildred you're like you know he's a guy who's alone now and he's a widower and is there too much of Tommy Lee Jones and No Country for Old Men here Uh, I I get a lot of uh, No Country for Old No Country for Old Men feel to this movie Mm -hmm. which I don't think is a knock I mean I and I don't think it's uh, uh, too much Tommy oh I guess the character wise yes but uh, total different performances oh definitely you know yeah. um I, maybe that's more I, I feel like i get things that remind me of that movie and it's probably more a credit to no country for old mm-hmm. men than it is a knock on anything else that yeah. reminds me of it yeah that's you know? true ben foster steals this movie for yeah. me i think he's, he's just oh my god I, I jeff bridges got nominated for best supporting actor for this i think it uh, ben foster should have got it over him oh i think so too and i don't really know him from a lot of things i think i remember him from 310 to yuma yeah, that's the bad guy. He's which, also that's kind of an underrated movie. He was in one of the X Men. I forget exactly which the one. Angel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 With the wings. Uh-huh. Is that him? I believe I'm not so. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Those movies are pretty forgettable, though. Yeah, for the most part. Um, but he's incredible. He's got this. He, he. I get shades of something, and I'm not sure what. But he's like he's funny. He's scary. Right. He's but also calm. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot. It's a very complex. Definitely, character. yeah. Even it starts off with him like saying, "You know, ladies, you you must be stupid." And he's like, "Don't call me stupid." <laughs> and then a little couple of minutes go by, and he's like, "You're stupid." <laughs> like it's like a long pause. You're stupid. Yeah, he's uh, he does have a heart. He doesn't shy away from the bad things he's done. Right. He knows who he is. Right. As kind of a badish guy. Right. Well, then goes to your point how he's not totally, yeah, he's got a lot of heart because Chris Pine says, you know, you talk about this like we're not going to get away with it. And he's like, well, I didn't know anybody who, you know, didn't get away with it. He said, then why'd you do it? And he said, because you asked. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That kind of that kind of leads to our family relationships idea. Yeah. I think that's kind of our next idea, this whole family idea of family and, and relationships. I mean, you got Ben Foster and, and Chris Pine, obviously, and then you got Jeff Bridges. Um, and Alberto, I think that ties in a lot. Also, uh, Chris Pine with his kids. Um, so it, it does touch on that, like what you do for your family. And, uh, oh, totally. Yeah. Cause we, what we learn is that, uh, the Ben Foster character went to jail for a number of years for, I thought, I thought at first it was assaulting or killing the dad, but I think it was somebody else. Yeah. It was something else. They say at the end, which I think is another great piece of exposition. Cause he said how he killed the dad, like they had an abusive father at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Then at the end, the chick who's given the papers to Jeff Bridges, cause he's, you know, this is after Ben Foster's dead. Um, you know, she says, you know, he killed, he accidentally shot his father in a hunting accident and don't know what he was doing in the shed hunting. Right. So, like, you get that little exposition there. Like, you finally find out, like, how it happened, but it's just, like, a natural thing. Like, yeah. you know. But he got not, away for, he got away. He got away with killing with, his dad, yeah. And got in trouble. Because it was a hunting else. accident. And then, accident. Right. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, yeah. We know that the dad was not a good dude. Right. And then the mom gets sick. Right. And, uh, 
while Ben Foster's in jail for I think it was like ten years. Ten years, yeah. Yeah, the Chris Pine character, is it Toby? Yeah, he mm-hmm. he was taking care of the mom, and it seemed like she was set up in some sort of a hospice thing in, right. at home. At home, yeah. Which couldn't have been cheap. No. And maybe that's partially why they were such in a bad state. Yeah. All the money went to take care of the mom. Right. Take care of the mom. <laughs> that's probably why the they States. got the reverse mortgage and stuff. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then you get you know Ben Foster's you know kind of upset you know seeing the bed there. You get a little, little of that. Well, um, as you just said though, what do you do for your family? So, <laughs> what the what the Ben Foster character did as Tanner, he. Kills the dad. That's yeah. What, that's what he did for his family. Yeah. And then he gets in trouble, goes away, and then uh, the Chris Pine character has to take care of the mom. That's what he does for his family, and Ben Foster wasn't able to do that. He was away. Right. Comes back, and now it's time for him to do something for his family yeah. again. Definitely. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because you got skinny cows, and you got, you know, the, the ranch falling <laughs> apart. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ben Foster, yeah, is now doing something for his family, where Chris Pine is doing this for his family, too, you know, to take care of his kids. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because what it sounds like is he doesn't think he's going to get away with it, but at least this money is going to go into a trust where they can't touch it, because that lawyer is helping them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that first mortgage thing, that was a nice... Uh, little bit of detail there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's when we run into the guy, uh, you know, the lawyer or whatever, the executor, you know, because he says how this kind of goes into our corporate greed idea, too, is just how, you know, they gave away this mortgage for a little, little, you know, making her pay um, as much as possible. I don't really know how reverse mortgages work and stuff. I I think what they basically, (laughs) I think what happened was she was sick and needed to pay for her medical bills and all that. Right. So what you do, how I believe a reverse mortgage works is you borrow against the equity you have on your home. So it's like refinancing it. Sort of. You basically get, it's like you get the value of your, instead of selling it, you get what you, they loan you that amount. Okay. Sort of thing. And then it's like, not a good deal for you unless you like if you die it's good because you've then used that money and then you die and then the house goes away right yeah. but for everybody else they've got nothing yeah. and then the bank was going to basically repossess the house right because they I think they couldn't finish making the, the payments yeah the way it was set up the guy, the lawyer was saying or no the guy at the bank was saying yeah they kind of screwed you on these terms yeah they made them not fair to you which is kind of the sentiment one of the biggest things like you said anti-corporate anti-bank that's right. like that's a huge theme in this movie. Nobody likes the bank. Yeah. Everybody's like, you want to know where my money is? It's right there. It's at the bank. Right. They took my money. Exactly. And yeah. this is, yeah, this is, they're not the first people that this kind of thing has happened to. They were desperate. The bank is like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll make you a reverse mortgage loan. You'll get some cash right yeah. now to pay for your thing. And then, uh, you know, come a year, a couple of years later, you can't, <laughs> can't make the payments back or whatever. Right. Yeah. And now, then now we're going to take care, we're going to take your house. So the plan is what now we find out. Yeah. So, I mean, their actual plan, oh, yeah, which is great because their actual plan is to, only rob Midland uh, Texas banks right. because <laughs> that's the one that made the reverse which, which yeah. yeah has they're trying to pay off that mortgage on because and then they're going to use the money they robbed from them to pay them back it's so <laughs> I love that that's just like so great and it goes to why you know the town like you said you know the you know banks are taking money for me the town kind of admires them because they've been you know screwing them for years so they're it's, like yeah. you know it's so brilliant they 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 owe the bank 40 grand so they take 40 grand from the bank and mm-hmm. then write them a check oh it's <laughs> awesome and i love how they do it like they bring it to a casino get the chips stay yeah. there for a while smart almost then, get into trouble yep and then have the the uh casino write a check so the checks from the casino is 
untraced. You have no idea, you know, where it came from. Yeah. But it's written to Midland's bank. You yeah, know? I was confused about that at first, weren't you? Like, yeah, why yeah, would you yeah. write that to the bank? I wasn't, and then right. it, you know, it takes a little bit of time to figure out why. Right, definitely. Um, Me- meanwhile, uh, Jeff Bridges, the Texas Rangers, are trying to figure out what's going on here, right. trying to find these guys yeah. because he figures out that they're pretty smart, sort of, right? Because right. they're not, they're not getting the, they're not getting hundreds, so which would be, I, I would assume, traceable bills. Right, they're getting lower denomination bills. Uh, out of the drawer, I right. guess, not out of the safe. So they're just kind of grabbing loose cash yep. that hasn't been accounted for. Yep. I guess. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and that I, I think that does show uh, his detective work too. Is I think that shows that he is a good cop, like he's good at his job because he knows what's going on. Is you know? that cliche though? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I think it was done in such a subtle way where it didn't seem like, oh, he knows what's happening because for for a while there, they're like waiting around at that hotel, like nothing's happening. Like, yeah. Okay. So you know, it's then, not, yeah, they're. I, I I would agree with that. Yeah. It's not like he was. It was an instant payoff. To right. That. And he had to be um, the partner uh, Alberto. He was definitely skeptical. They were arguing a lot, mm-hmm. and he was eventually right. I don't. So know, I kind of waffle on Jeff Bridges. I don't know. Really, I, the more I watch this movie, the more I like his portrayal in this movie. His performance. It just I don't know something something about his character just fits for me. When I first saw it, I I was the same way. Like I was like, eh, it was all right. That's why I was so surprised that. He got the nomination over Ben Foster, yeah. but now the more I'm watching it, it's like, it's it's good. He's a um, sneaky good actor because it's so natural to him. Right. So I wonder if that's it. He doesn't like, to me, he never really stands out. He's right. just sort of there doing his job, and maybe that's maybe that's actually a good thing. Almost yeah. like in football, where they're like, if you don't hear about the offensive lineman, that means they're doing good. And right. Maybe that's yeah. almost like a Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There. I don't yeah. know because yeah. he never like. Is is there ever one moment that he does? Really, in anything that's like, oh my god, that was incredible. Yeah. Not really, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, once one scene uh, for this though, where I just love, uh, you know, we're not really going scene by scene here, you know. So when he finally gets uh, his breath is shaken, he's like, "Come get you, son of a bitch!" Oh yeah, like, and then he like shoots him, and just like the. Like he like kind of hits the guy after he shoots him, and just like he's just like just so so like such an emotional toll on him. I don't know. It's hard to explain just well, what he does. You but just, just proved me wrong. No, you're right. Actually, yeah. That whole, yeah, that whole yeah. That sequence the, where Alberto gets shot, which was a genuine surprise. To yeah, me. a shock. Yeah. From that, from then until he shoots Ben Foster, I would say it was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like so in, that in, stood out for sure. especially his reaction right after he shoots him, just how he just like lets off this like relief, but at the same time, just like you know. Holy shit! This everything that just happened, you know. Yeah, I mean, he gets him, but it doesn't make up. This is what we this is what we learn in a lot of these movies is it does whatever you do to what you think is like going to make up for the bad thing that happened, it never really does. Right, you're still like broken and empty. Definitely know, that way. Well, even he says that Chris Pine at the end of the movie, you know, we're both going to have to live with this to the end of our days. You know, it's not, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, just because you got away with it, you're still going to be haunted by this and I'm going to be haunted that I lost my partner. Because, well, I mean, it's almost, you know, he probably feels guilty for it because he kind of pushed his partner along to go, you know, with this. And yeah. I'm sure Chris Pine feels guilty for his brother for pushing him along like to do this. Like putting in danger. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, they both have that guilt. You know, they're they're uh, there's a lot of parallels with Chris Pine's character and Jeff Bridges in this movie. Now, Jeff Bridges never really finds out the motivation, as far as we know. He doesn't know why. Does yeah, because I think he's trying to... F- you're right. Uh, yeah, because I think at the end he's trying to say say, like, the case keeps Why getting closed you, on him. Right. He's retired and he's still trying to yeah, find still, answers and he never gets to it. Right. right. 
So I think that's sort of the conflict between like what's moral and what's legal. Yeah. You know, because it's, I don't want to say I'm on the side of the <laughs> Chris Pine and Ben Foster here, but I think they're, they do have a moral case. Yeah. They don't have a legal case. Right. Definitely not. Because how else are you going to get that money? I mean, and then they, they do kill people and yeah. it does get violent. It does get bad. It does get way out of hand, you know, but you know, there's the law and then there's what's right. And, you know, Jeff Bridges only cares about the law. Right. He's not really concerned about, well, maybe to him they're both the same thing, but they're not. Yeah. Right? Well, I think, yeah, and also I think Jeff Bridges is really going after it, too, because, or, you know, after everything happens is because his partner got killed, you yeah. know? So, I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of out for vengeance. Now. Yeah, yeah. But um, the way this family was treated and the way, you know, the, the, the hard times that they fell on and the way they were taken advantage of by the bank, what we learn of, they're not the only ones yeah, that have these feelings. Definitely. And, you know, that anger towards that anti-bank, anti-corporate thing, you know, there's a case to be made there that what they did was was kind of morally okay. Yeah. At least in terms of, you know, the bank soaked you, soaked the bank back. Yeah. Definitely. I don't have a problem with that. Do you? No, definitely not. I'm morally I mean, fine with it. Especially the end there when you know Chris Pine's trying to pay it off and the banker's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to it by the end of the week. And he's like, it's Friday. Now. Fax it now. Got time. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Because he's sitting and, there with a wound yep. that's been duct taped. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and speaking of you know them killing people, when they pull up, well, first of all, when they're driving and then Ben Foster all of a sudden stops uh, in the truck, he's like, we got to go to the other bank. We got to go to the other bank. And he's like, all yeah. right. From that moment on, this movie just goes nuts. I know. Oh my God. It's just like so much tension. And it's just like, it's, it's kind of a slow burn to get there. Like there's some slow moments, but it, it, it pays off. And at those slow moments, oh, I appreciate yeah. more, the more I watch this movie. Well, they, they um, plan to, we should say this too, that what their plan was, was to rip off these basically, you know, uh, dead Dead town banks early in the morning when there's nobody there. Right. Get the staff right when they open. Take whatever loose cash is. Nobody gets hurt. We're just taking a little bit of money. But they're running up on this deadline of when the bank is going to take the house. Right. And uh, the one they go to one one branch that's closed. And then they're going to go to another one, and it's just too small of a town. Right. They have to go to this other place where it'll they're guaranteed, but it's they're like. This isn't a dead yeah. town. Yeah, this is a it looks busy like a normal place. town. It's like a two-story bank. Yeah, like. they walk in. There's, what, 30 people yeah, in the lobby? At least, yeah. Oh, it gets out of hand. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, all, like all these things tend to These are to just do. two guys with pistols, and this is Texas, <laughs> oh, where it's yeah, this- <laughs> you have open carry permits. Everybody's got a gun. Everyone has a gun in Texas. I love that beginning when they're, that beginning when they're robbing the second bank, and the yeah. one guy's there. He's like, do you have a gun? He's like, of course I have a gun. <laughs> yeah. They all got guns. Yeah. I love that aspect of yeah. it. Definitely. That didn't bother. Even though, like, you end up rooting for these guys, they're like your heroes in a way. I kind of like the fact that people were shooting back at them. Yeah, you know? definitely. Like, yeah, it made sense. You know, it made I would sense do the same for thing. that area. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Like you're putting me shit. in this danger. Like, no, yeah, get screw out. you. Yeah. You're changing my life. I, I got I can fight back. To, yep. You know, you. I can even. I can even the score. They all get in their trucks. They start chasing them down the road. Yep. That was awesome. Oh my god! But yeah, <laughs> that, that whole bank sequence, though. I mean, that the tension. Oh, just yeah, like, like you see a girl texting. You see one guy who's like going for his gun, and mm-hmm. then you know Ben Foster gets the money. Chris Pine ends up getting shot. They jump back in. Like that whole scene was just outstanding. And then yeah, they're driving along. All those guys. Like so, I mean, that's that's a sense of community you get with this movie. Just yeah. like they're. 
you know, Texans, they're they're here to protect their their yeah. community. You're not going to come we, in here and, you know. <laughs> what you did isn't right. There's right. a strong sense of, of, of right and wrong. On the other hand, you know, of to come into someone else's property and to steal, you know, you're protective of that. Yeah. Too. And both people, two people died in that movie or in that bank. And it was both uh, done by Ben Foster. So what Chris Pine says at the end at Jeff Bridges, I've never killed anybody. Yeah. But, you know, I'm willing to. Uh, so, I mean, that, you know, makes sense for that. But anyway, uh, but yeah, when they're driving down and then, you know, Chris Pine's, you know, bleeding. Uh, and then <laughs> Ben Foster stops the car. Guys are chasing him. Calmly walks back. Oh God! Grabs the gun, a gun out of his uh, it's trunk. Like a semi-automatic kind of calmly. Thing. Yep. Yeah, semi-automatic. Just starts firing away at, at <laughs> all the cars coming. It's such a cool shot too. He's just doing it so calmly. Just and then just like magazines out, putting another magazine in. But it bought them time. That was brilliant. So yeah, I mean that's again yeah moral versus legal. I mean that's. Obviously, the killing part, yeah, that wasn't... If if they would have gotten away with this without killing anyone, then yeah, I mean, it was definitely everything they were doing. It's like, man, eh, oh well, the bank <laughs> the bank got theirs. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? It would have been a clean deal. And right. of course, these things never are clean, right? Um, no, definitely not. And then actually, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, again, with family and relationships was, um, you know, Jeff Bridges seems like he's trying to have that camaraderie with uh, Alberto, mm-hmm. you know, but he's, he, he teases a lot, you know, yeah. he's very racial, you know, kind of sounds like he's, you know, kind of being a dick to him, but it's like, yeah, yeah. he means well, you know, he's, he just doesn't know how to, you know, have that camaraderie, whereas, you know, Ben Foster and uh, Chris Pine, you know, they they tease each other, you know, they go back and forth a little, but they still have that brotherly, right. you know, bond, you know, and it's even... Uh, goes to that last scene, you know, after, like I said, uh, Ben Foster, you know, mows, you know, machine guns, those uh, trucks there. Yeah. You know, they, they get out and Ben Foster's like, here, you go to the casino, I'll go, or you go to the bank, I'll go to the, you know, just just keep going. They kind of have the nice little goodbye. Says and I then, love you, right? Say I love you, and it's just yeah. like you you get that, whereas Jeff Bridges and Alberta, they're not never going to have that, you know, they're never no. going to do that. Um um, but then you, you, I love that, you know, you get the, you know, Ben Foster and then he's like, Hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. It's just like, you know, brotherly thing. Like, it's just like a fun little, like, that's the kind of jabs you can take. Yeah. Whereas Jeff Bridges just takes it, takes it too far, you know, it's, but it was a nice little goodbye for them. That go fuck yourself was almost better than saying, I love you. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it was it's stronger than that. No, definitely. <laughs> but it like meant a lot. Like it, you know? Yeah. 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 So I'd be, it was I'd a just, nice parting, yeah. parting moment. Cause that, it seems like at that point they both know that they probably might not ever see each other again. Right. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's a, it was a, a touching moment when you got a little laugh out of it. So yeah. Well, it's interesting that you brought up uh, Jeff Bridges teasing Alberto because it brings up something I noticed throughout the film is this cowboys versus indians thing yep and that starts really with this two pair yeah or this pair rather because jeff bridges is sort of a cowboy and alberto is you know he has an indian heritage but it's not the only time we see this they go into the casino they run into that uh ben foster's playing poker with right. that guy he's like you comanche you comanche yeah. <laughs> you know that's kind of interesting yeah. exchange though because he's like uh what is what does that mean it's like um Comanche, like it was so cool how it was brought up, and just Ben Foster's like, you know, not backing down. You yeah. know, he's <laughs> you did a wave. I would have ta- would have taken me five minutes to come back around to how you just explained that and oh. recited it. So great oh. job there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, that's awesome because I was struggling there. I knew what it was. I, yeah. But, yeah, but 
that's not the end. I mean, we see this kind of brought up throughout the movie, and then Jeff Bridges talking to Alberto when they're waiting on that bank. You get this sense of of decline, yeah, uh, like civilizational decline. It happened to the Indians at one point. They were they you know they ruled the land and then they lost it, and then it seems like Jeff Bridges' people they're losing their land. Right. Yeah. You know you're like. You you feel that that sense of like loss that's yeah. coming to you and your people. It's the end of the cowboys, just like it was the end of the Indians. Yeah. You know, kind of like how when they do come across, you know, like I said, that Taylor Sheridan when he shows up, they come across them, and you know, he's saying, you know, twenty first century, and I'm her- herding cattle down to this place. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, no, I wonder why my kids won't do this. And then it's Alberto, a miserable life, yeah, right? and Alberto says, you know how. You know, he says to Jeff Bridges, "This stood out to me for some reason. This scene stood out to me." Um, when I first saw it, even in the theater, um, you know, he says, you know, should we help him? He's like, uh, there's no service out here. You know, no one's going to be able to help them. These boys are on their own. Yeah. In, or, you know, these boys are all alone. And that's kind of just how their breed is. You know, that breed is dying. That breed is yeah. on its own now. You know, I thought the same thing. Yeah. And it's almost like everybody's on their own. Right. Right. You're, you're just fighting for survival in a place. Yeah. Like where it's, you're in decline. You're right. like going extinct in yeah. a sense. But hey, I love that little interaction with, uh, when they're sitting, you know, waiting for them to rob the bank, they're sitting and they're, you know, Alberto's like, you know, 150 years ago, this was my ancestors, right. you know, land. And then your people took it over. And now your people are going because they're taking it over, pointing at the, bank, the bank, you know, yeah. Uh, so powerful, yeah. all things pass, right? Yeah, and definitely. God, just like what what comes to power is just becoming more and more just uh, evil. Maybe I don't know. I don't yeah. want to say evil, but just like cold. You know, it just, definitely like picks at something inside of me that makes me feel sad or a sense of loss or it, even it's not, I never something that I never had, but. You yeah, know, I don't live in Texas, and I don't no, know that culture. Definitely, but I definitely can identify with that. And do you think Alberto would have appreciated why and what they did? Like, if they hadn't killed anyone, and this is just you know what they did, do you think he would have admired that a little? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I would say so. Especially the way he was talking about the bank and stuff. It's I don't like, know, Jeff Bridges would. I think he's yeah, pretty strict I think he's, on the law. Yeah, he's old school. Law, he's about man. the law. Yeah. yeah, definitely. He misses the he, like. I think I said like I said earlier. I think he's. I think that he thinks that the law and and morality, right and wrong, are the same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think I think Alberto would would differ with him on that. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's partially the conflict in their personalities. Definitely. Yeah, and it also seems like Alberto has some kind of a Christian faith that Jeff Bridges rejects. Well, yeah, I mean, because he, Jeff Bridges says he's Christian, but doesn't ca- yeah. do anything. Well, because then mocks Alberto for he's like, no, you should you should be uh, whatever your Indian faith thingy should yeah. be. It's weird that way, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. He, oh, so he's rejecting that Alberto's Christian? You mean? Yeah, he's like yeah. making fun of him. Yeah, while you like, watching this stuff? Yeah, you should be uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, doing chants and yeah, burning yeah. sage Shamans and or, yeah. He's ta- it's like it's almost really not nice. Yeah. He no, it's definitely not. Too, he takes it too far. Yeah, he does. And but he thinks he's you know has that camaraderie with him. Like he thinks like you know it's to the point where he's being insulted. Yeah, Alberto could be amused by it, or if he like played it like where he was too offended by it, I don't think it would have worked as well. Like yeah. I, I I love their chemistry. Like I agree. Like working together as actors because it's just like it it worked like it's Jeff Bridges is somewhat subtle about it. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's obvious that he's being racist, but it's just like, it's not like total, you know where it's coming from. Alberto makes fun of, uh, 
uh, Jeff Bridges says, like, uh, maybe I'll go out in a blaze of glory or something. And he says, Alberto says, oh, the way you shoot, it wouldn't be much glory. Like, just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, razzing on his shooting ability. And right. then Jeff Bridges comes back with a racial comment. Like, it's just like he doesn't know, like, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the line. He's you trying know? to find anything he could <laughs> right. take, and he takes it too far. Right. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think he, I think he, I mean, obviously he cared about the man. Right. He freaked out upon his death. Yeah, exactly. And then sought some, any kind of justice he could find on it. So yeah. he, he definitely cared for him deeply. Yeah, because Alberto comes with this normal teasing, like, you know, you and I do. Like, it's just like, you know, whatever. But in like Ben Foster and Chris Pine do, like, they're... Um, but uh, yeah, he just takes it a two, step too far. But I also feel like maybe he's no, he knows he's in his last days, so he's also getting off his last shots yeah, before he rides off. You know? <laughs> that's he's just, true. Any little thing he can get, you're like, you're right. going to miss me. You're going to miss it. <laughs> yep. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it, too. Yeah. Um, the, the the last thing I did want to mention is this idea of uh, randomness. Yeah, a, a lot of these people and a lot of these characters, they feel like there's sort of a, a life's lottery, mm-hmm. and that they're the losers. And I think the best way that this is shown is through the idea of who gets the oil pumps. Yeah, the pump jacks. That's random, right? Yeah, that's I mean, 100% at, random. Yeah. At the end of this movie, we find out that on uh, the Chris Pine Ranch, there's, they've got two pump jacks going, and they're bringing in like 50 grand a month. So that kind of downplays the, right. the motivation for robbing banks, which because they needed 40000 and now they're making 50000 yeah. a month yep. on that property. Yeah, because I, mean, yeah, I mean, if they didn't save that property, they would have never had that money, and they would just be still poor. And, yeah. you know. and maybe an even better illustration of this point was... At the restaurant, when the waitress asks Jeff Bridges and Alberto, what don't you want? Oh, right. <laughs> How great is this? They're like, huh? I, I, well, what don't you want? Yeah. And it takes a second. Yeah. And she's like, for 40 years, yeah. we serve one thing. We serve T-bone steaks. And baked potatoes. Baked potato. And you, you get... Uh, Either green beans or corn. Right. So which one don't you want? Do you not want green beans or do you not want corn? <laughs> and they have no idea. They don't want to upset this woman because right, yeah. she's like terrified <laughs> them, you know. But but I think that's I think that is making a larger point about life because life gives you a T-bone steak and a potato, and you can only choose your vegetable right. if you're given that plate. Yeah. If you're dealt that hand, and I think all of these people living in this place have been dealt a plate of. T-bone steak and potato, and all they can really do is change their veg, and that's maybe not enough to you know change everything. They're stuck on that plate. Yeah, they've got got to eat it. They can only do so much with it. That's a great call. Yeah, I I didn't give that. I mean, yeah, I think every scene in this movie means something, and yeah, I was wondering what that scene was because it seemed kind of almost out of place. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I mean, now you saying that, that makes total sense. That's, Once in a while you get a pump jack yeah. and you can make that money. Yeah. after That's really your only prayer Definitely. in this yeah. world. Yeah, it's crazy, and I love that line um, Chris Pine gives Jeff Bridges at the end of the movie. Um, uh, just my, my, my family's been, I've been poor my whole life. My like, father, yeah. my, you know, his father before him, you know, it's like a disease, yeah, you yeah. know, it's contagious and it's like, I get that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful line because he's just like, and I just love how he says, you know, not my kids, not, not anymore, you know? And, uh, yeah. Cause he did, did all this for his kids. Um, yeah. Cause if you, if you have nothing and you come from nothing, it, you know, it's harder. It's yeah. definitely harder. Definitely. 
And, you know, you throw in, like, you know, places, things like, you know, where you live and what's going on at the time and what's happening at the time where you grew up. I mean, if they grew up 50 years prior, things would probably be fine. Their aging business would be great. Right. You know, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. And uh, now things are falling apart. Yeah, the cowboy life is dying. You know, cowboys are dying off. You yeah. Know? Just like, you know, again, how we already said. This is, uh, I don't know, I don't think you've seen this. I might have brought this up. Have you seen Netflix's The Ranch? No. Okay, I, I don't want to say I, I don't want to say it's a good show, but I like it. Yeah. I call it a guilty pleasure. Yeah, but it actually kind of deals with. Well, there's uh, Sam Elliott in this. Uh, Ashton Kutcher's like pretty him. funny. Danny Masterson, and, and actually, in a lot of ways, um, Danny Masterson kind of reminds me of the Ben Foster character at a, at a much lower level. Yeah, just kind of like uh, mischievous. You know, it's for comedy, but it, it kind of deals with this there in Colorado. But it deals with this idea that uh, this life is really, really hard. Yeah. It's hard to just break even and make a profit is like insane. And then they're all getting bought out by these big conglomerate corporations that are making these these deals with all these you know independent ranches buying them out taking them over and then it makes everybody that's independent you know right. getting by that much harder it's kind of like how in logan when they run across that family on the farm and then the, like these other farms next to them have these huge machines yeah. that are you know pulling the the corn for them and same it's just exact like, thing yeah. yeah yeah exactly um so yeah i mean it's it's definitely yeah it's a lot of i mean yeah i mean a lot of hard work you know pays off but a lot of times it's it's the cards you're dealt you yeah. know it's the the vegetable you're able to choose you yeah know? absolutely <laughs> definitely i've got a lot of respect for people who do do this for a living and yeah. you know, bust their ass for <laughs> the rest of us yeah absolutely um just want to like tip my imaginary hat to them <laughs> how are you um <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, I mean, basically, kind of, kind of wraps things up. But yeah, yeah. I just love the, the the ending of this movie. You know, him and him and Jeff Bridges are kind of there. Just you know, Jeff Bridges knows he did it. You know, you know, and Chris Pine knows he knows. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, there's no way to way to link him to it. And I think a lot of that is the town kind of is kind of protecting him in a way. You know, some of the eyewitnesses and things probably are just not saying anything because they appreciate what. They did. <laughs> I do have a question for you. It was sort of implied at the end. It, it's left somewhat open-ended that maybe neither one of these characters is going to give up until the other one is dead. Did you get that sense? Yeah, especially because Chris Pine invited him back. Yeah. He had the gun cocked when Jeff Bridges, before the you know yeah. uh, his family pulled up. He's like, I'll tell you the rest of the story. Yeah. Oh, and then another one. Is he... Did he really just... Are they get? Is he getting any money for himself? I mean... Uh, got to get something, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's getting. I'm sure he's getting, I mean, getting fifty grand a month at that yeah. place. I mean, you got to get something there. Yeah, definitely. Got to wet your beak, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, he's helping the kids with their homework and fixing up the the ranch and stuff. Why did the wife? Why does the wife hate the ex wife? Hate him? I'm not clear. on Well, that. we don't know the full story. You <laughs> okay. know, maybe he was a jerk. We don't know. One thing I got to say though, we haven't given much credit to Chris Pine. I think Chris Pine was. Best I've ever seen him. I, I was not expecting this from Chris Pine. Yeah, he's good. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought he was outstanding. I'm not anti, and I, I like him in Star Trek, so I, that he's fine for me. I, I don't have any problem with Chris Pine in general, but yes, he's was he was really really good in this movie. And then, uh, and then obviously Ben Foster kind of sniping people after he climbs up that hill uh, right before he gets shot by Jeff. Lord Bridges. of the Plains, yeah, another Lord, Comanche yeah, thing. Indian. Lord of the Plains, that's me. And yeah. even though you know he's kind of murdering people you know you still like feel for him in that moment it's like he finally finds like inner peace oh he drives moment. up that 
that little uh, yeah. embankment and then lights the gas tank. And oh it yeah, lets that the was truck cool. Go and yeah. it blows up. Oh, that was so yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's it's such there's tense moments and action moments yeah. in this film, and it's it's a great it, yeah. It, it definitely. This was my first viewing. Yeah. By the way, right. I don't know how this one escaped me. I know. And wow, great call. For, for the record, I've. You know, and it's been on many podcasts. I've suggested this to you many times. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, yes, I, I love this movie. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. But yeah, I, I kind of feel like Ben Foster's character found inner peace. You know, he said he's Lord of the Plains right before he gets shot by yeah, Jeff yeah. Bridges. Um, he becomes the Comanche. Becomes the Comanche, exactly. Now, I understand we have some Twitter questions. We ben. do have some Twitter questions. Let's go over those real quick. All right. Uh, first, we have the Canned Air podcast. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, hell of a movie. Well worth the watch. Yes. Definitely. Oh, and not only is it really well done, but as everyone knows by now, any movie under two hours that is really good. Yes. This is like an hour and forty-five yep. minutes. Oh, brilliant! That's that's like the perfect movie-like time for me. I'm not a fan of the music just to listen to, but the music in this movie fits so well. Yeah. Like the songs and stuff, I would never listen to on my own. But in this movie, I just love it. Oh, definitely. Just, yeah, so great. Uh, this the all-seeing guys say great movie. If you had to recast the leads, who would you choose? That's a tough one because I, I I think these leads are great. I, yeah. I, I these um, if I had to, it's uh, another story. But yeah, these these leads are outstanding. So I wouldn't. But if I had to, one uh, I thought of. If it was like the '90s, I could see uh, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> okay. and. Uh, this is kind of going true detective, but Matthew McConaughey and Will, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson okay. is Ben Foster. Matthew McConaughey is. Uh, yeah, I could see both of that. I could see Woody, yeah, a young Woody Harrelson as the Ben Foster character. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, maybe, I don't know. Like, you already said it, but Sam Elliott maybe is uh, Jeff Bridges' character. He's the one I, I thought know. of, too. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, same thing. <laughs> I was uh, going to say Tommy Lee Jones, but again, that was too much like No Country for Old Men. For Chris Pine, I'd maybe replace him with uh, Timothy uh, Oliphant. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then for Ben Foster, Aaron Paul, maybe because he looks like him, but I don't really like Aaron Paul. Really? Um, and then maybe a young Mel Gibson could play a Ben Foster, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Interesting. Yeah, good but, call. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to make my no. I mean, my, my bones as a I, casting I, director. No, but I don't want to change it. Me it, neither. It's hard. Once you see someone do something, it's yeah. like, I don't know what that <laughs> I mean, it you know, it's Jack Nicholson and The Shining. Who else would do that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, and then we have Whiskey, uh, the all-seeing guys tweeted that. I don't know if I said that. But anyways, uh, Whiskey Boy Radio says, extremely underrated movie, clever and great depth of characters. I dug it. Yeah, totally agree with you there. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, got nominated for Best Picture. And said, yeah, I don't think enough people have seen it. So yeah, I could. This I, was nominated I, for Best Picture? Best Picture, I Best think- Writing, Best supporting actor and cinematography loved the cinematography in this especially when they're um uh they're kind of the last night together and they're kind of like wrestling watching yeah. the sunset yeah, i love that that was a great moment so what, what 2016 what moonlight no moonlight yeah well la la land first but then moonlight they're like nope moonlight okay and then there was a arrival so the yeah so arrival was in the, yeah oh, that's a good year for so yeah. between this arrival and la la land that's a tough one yeah i might keep it with la la land i really like the rival yeah but i really like this one i know <laughs> this this was a great year for movies i'll say i'll just you know now off the top of my head comparing to last year i like this better than most any other best picture nominees from last year most of them yeah. i like this better than three billboards yeah me i too. like it better than shape of water to be honest yeah i like it better than i mean it was nine so i can't remember all i like it better than sicario uh yeah i think so too yeah yeah um 
which that's 2015 and not a best picture, but right, anyway. but just yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. Any, oh. any other questions? Good job. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that was just a comment. Uh, tasteless podcast. Important question: How does Chris Pine still look good, so good with that mustache? Yeah, he's it, glorious in this. It's in, one. The, it's in the jeans, man. He yeah, did. yeah. He's a gorgeous well, man. If you look like Chris Pine, you could pretty much do any hairstyle or facial style, and <laughs> you're gonna come out okay. That's very true. Uh, casual <laughs> cinecast. Uh, is this your favorite Sheridan script? If not, what is? I'd say yes. This is my favorite Sheridan script. I he, think it's. Yeah, I would great say use too. of exposition. Just yeah. Uh, what's second best? Sicario. Yeah, I'd say that too. Followed by maybe Sicario too. Yeah, and then Wind River. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd be right there. But yeah, this one. But was, I mean, Wind River is great too. So I mean, that's just a testament to how great every, Sheridan is. Every line in this movie was great. Yeah, it, it, it built it built itself into something else. And you know, like I said at the top, I think was it took a good while to figure out these characters' motivations, yeah. and it did it as you said in such a natural way. <laughs> yeah, you know, because the characters aren't going to be. <laughs> Discussing all their plans at all times. Right. They're just having normal conversations. And again, to have them rob money from the banks that they're going to pay that bank with yeah. with their own robbed money is just outstanding. And I have to admit, in the beginning, I, it made me feel uneasy. You know, you're starting off with violence and robbery. I'm not on your side. And it took a while for me to get on their side. Yeah, definitely. Me, yeah. This is the latter part of Casual Syncast, uh tweet also doesn't really matter really since the movie ends but fun to think about do you think bridges character ever took you know who up on his offer so i assume he means chris pine about saying hey come to my house and we'll finish the conversation yeah i, I think he would i, think, I, he would I think they both want to just get this over with you I know mean, it's left ambiguous and i think i probably brought her i think i asked you this question already right what's uh, are they going to leave this thing done? I don't think so. Neither one of them. Yeah. Because Jeff Bridges doesn't seem like he's ever going to stop. Yeah, because he, he doesn't want to just sit on his porch. You know, he wants to see <laughs> yeah. he wants to see this thing through. It's made know? clear that he doesn't know what the heck he's going to do in retirement. And right. Now we know the answer, which is to get Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love the way the movie ends with the camera like going up high. You know, watching Jeff Bridges' car leave and then going back down into the grass. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool shot. And then our last tweet: the IMDb Journey podcast. Love those guys. Uh, yep. If you had to recast Chris Pine, which other famous Chris would you choose? Uh, Chris Plummer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I think you do really well. Give him a mustache. Yep. <laughs> in case you know, especially in case Chris Pine ever gets a you know accused of sexual harassment or anything, just that's who you replace him with is Chris Plummer. Very good. Uh, and then when Chris Plummer goes ch- out on Twitter and says, "I've always you know I I've been living my life as a gay man." <laughs> There you go. I'm not even going to answer now. That's, that's that's how we should end it. Uh, so let's get to our rating. Our rating of this movie again. I, I absolutely uh, love this movie. I think it's the best Taylor Sheridan film. Yep. Uh, how, what would you got? You, how would you rate it? All right, I'm going to go three and a half stars and three buckets of popcorn. Um, it's great quality. You know, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but it's really good. Surprisingly good. It's done in under two hours. I was I didn't even think what, what you said was a slow burn was even slow for me. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed every second of this movie. Yeah. Sometimes it, when I say because I sometimes when I say slow burn, I don't mean in a bad thing. I yeah. Just, yeah. Just mean you know, it, it, it takes a while. But kind of like with Arrival, like that's a slow burn. But yeah, yeah, I got it's you. Like although has that payoff. You and I probably have more patience than most people. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'll sit through a slow thirty minutes. Yeah. Wait, you know, and picking up cues and all that stuff. But yeah. yeah, no, I really enjoyed this film. I'm so glad that you you picked it. I'm so glad that I saw it, and I'm 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 almost mad that I didn't see yeah. this. I don't know how this one flew under my radar. I don't really maybe because it didn't get much fanfare or yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was just one of those smaller films that 
not a lot of people see. So, and I guess none of the cast really stands out. Right. Ben Foster's kind of under the radar. So this one could kind of slip unless you know like the uh, Sheridan stuff. Maybe right. I don't. Know. Yeah, but but in this movie, these guys are just awesome. Career almost best in their careers. So. Yeah, and the writing I would say is better than the direction, which you don't always get. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I give this thing uh, four stars and three buckets of popcorn. Um, no yeah, problem with it's that. Great. Oh, just love the quality again. The more I watch it, the more I dig it. The more I pick up from it. And uh, and yeah, it's it's and it's got that tension. It's got that action. Enough action in there for me to give it that three buckets of popcorn. It me engaged the whole time yeah and um, like you said that last uh robbery at the, yeah. uh, the wherever the city is post or whatever oh man that was yeah from then on was from then on yeah insanity. exactly and not that it wasn't like it wasn't even wasn't bad before it mm-hmm. like got taken up a notch right you know, yeah you're just kind of you're, you're just kind of learning stuff up until that point <laughs> yeah. and they're just kind of going through things yeah, it's it's great. So yeah, Hell or High Water. I'm so glad we were able to talk about this movie finally. And, this one uh, could have won Best Picture, no problem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised it didn't at least get Best Screenplay because well, La La Land won it. So, but still, it's this was outstanding. So. Uh, I think this is a better screenplay than La La Land. La La Land, <sighs> I think, is a better movie in total because there's there's more going on than just the dialogue. Right. The, yeah. The screenplay in this is one of the best I've ever I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. This should have won Best Screenplay. Yeah. I can see that too. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. That is Hell or High Water. If you <laughs> yeah. haven't seen it, check it out. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, we just gave it all away too. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that is it for us. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. I am at BCCord. I'm at Dave underscore Quist with and, a new uh, name on there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, and then, yeah, again, we're, we'll give, keep you guys updated on the top 50 list and everything like that. And we got a couple guests coming up uh, on future shows. Should definitely stay tuned. We'll be announcing who those guests will be shortly. Very exciting. Definitely. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. For Devo, I'm... Can we end the show now? <laughs> we sure can. For Devo, I'm Ben Secord. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys. At the movie.